0: This is the EPFR Exchange Podcast. All opinions expressed by Cam, Todd, and our podcast guests are solely of their own opinion and do not reflect the opinion of EPFR or Informa, its parent company. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the EPFR Exchange Podcast. My name is Todd Willits, and I'm joined by EPFR's economist, Cameron Brandt. We'll walk you through what our teams were monitoring last week in the data EPFR tracks, as well as what we'll look for in the upcoming week. Cam, good morning. I I hear you had a memorable shark fishing
1: experience. I did indeed. I took my sixteen-year-old son out, and uh, he brought three to the boat, uh, and uh, I think had a really good experience. Uh, Saw his first ocean sunfish. uh, he pronounced himself pleased with the experience. So
0: the the sunfish are the those are the really large ones, correct?
1: Yeah, yeah, the the big things that sort of look like dinner plates with fins that kind of just loll up along on the surface eating jellyfish, or unfortunately these days they eat mylar balloons as well. But um, they're they're pretty amazing creatures. Well, last week we
0: saw flows reacting to earnings or at least I think we did, Uh, we saw a little bit of positive momentum and flow into equity funds. Uh, Do you think that investors are reacting the way you would expect they would to... uh, what seemed like fairly positive earnings across the board for many companies.
1: Yes, I I do. I think actually that <laughs> earnings is the one thing that they are responding to at the moment with some conviction. Uh, last week was certainly a week where there was no sh- shortage of building material for the wall of worry. Uh, you know, from Afghanistan to some macroeconomic data that people were not hoping for and certainly uh some some remarks from the Fed that could be interpreted as a willingness to entertain tapering sooner than hoped for. Um but the earnings reports we, we continued broadly to be strong. Uh key indexes continued to sort of test record highs and then the money seemed uh, not seem to it did follow follow them. The one uh, major equity market where there really wasn't uh, much buoyancy, which is Japan, Uh, Japan equity funds, so outflows. But on either side of the Atlantic, there was pretty strong flows into both of the major uh, equity fund groups.
0: It does feel as though a lot of investors were waiting for consumers to come to the rescue uh all of this pent up demand that we had talked about earlier in the year do is is this what's kind of maybe holding back uh flows from being even more positive or or are consumers coming to the rescue
1: yeah no so that uh, i think is one of the key issues that's emerging as we we move into the final stages of the the summer period um you know in, in the headline numbers you know seem to support to some degree a narrative of pent up demand being expressed um but there's definitely sort of a growing level of concern that uh, what all we've really seen is consumers spending the checks uh that the government especially in the US has sent them uh periodic intervals uh into this summer uh, and that the uh the tapping of savings which was really going to turbocharge this uh this hoped for uh acceleration really isn't happening. Um certainly the savings rate has dropped but uh you know the latest one in June was still uh just above uh 10% just below 10% in the US you know whereas the historic level sort of four to five percent um So, you know, even 14 months out from sort of the peak of the fear, um, uh, certainly in the U.S., uh, the consumers are still saving uh, nearly twice the rate they were before all of this blew up.
0: And did we see anything similar to that with uh, sector fund flows?
1: Uh, we did we saw um consumer goods sector funds post their consecutive weekly outflows for the first time in over a year um, and you know that's obviously um, quite significant uh you- People don't usually uh choose to bet against the u s consumer uh and funds that uh, give you exposure to them um you know two two weeks is uh, you know is 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 an indicator that there may be a trend emerging but it's certainly uh, in keeping with the broader picture we've been seeing in u s money market fund flows
0: how do these shortages that we're hearing crop up again within consumer staples I you know I'm hearing that we're seeing shortages on uh on grocery store shelves again and this is really a ripple effect from last year could last into into 2022 does, does that play into this at all from an investor's perspective
1: uh, I think so um, you know investors love certainty they're particularly fond of graphs with smooth upward curves which is why companies spend so much time trying to manage their earnings um, and we're, we, what we're getting on the consumer side is um, like a backfiring car um, you know there's dirt in the fuel and it's going to take quite a while to filter that out. Um, quite a few factors involved, um, some of which are clearly pandemic related, and there's still the hope that they will get ironed out. Um, but some some of them, you know, more concerning if you're worried about the long term picture. Um, certainly the sort of the, the deteriorating US China relations, uh, given the, uh, the the sort of supply chain connections uh has has to be worrying. Uh and then there's sort of the question of, you know, uh, how much are businesses in actually investing to improve this? Um part of this concern about the consumers really sort of ramping up their spending is that uh businesses are just trying to get the last dregs out of the existing capital stock and, and are really being pretty cautious about um ramping up um their capacity to meet this demand. Um yeah, quite understandable in some ways if the demand is, is 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 majority driven by stimulus checks, do you really want to sort of bet a whole new plant on that? continuing from here to eternity, and if it does, then you've got a whole new set of problems to deal with. Um, so, um, you know, it, it, and central bank policy is is based on trying to prevent a sort of vicious circle like this from developing where... Um, the uh you know consumers get it in their minds that you can't rely on certain things and behave accordingly and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy that there isn't enough demand to really trigger uh business investment and then the and the spiral uh goes on you get what they call japanification uh so um you, you know it's it's definitely there's plenty to worry about um, and uh you know the, the bright spot is the corporate earnings um though if you look at the uh uh, the sort of forecasts and commentary that have have come with a lot of those earnings, they're, uh, to my mind, in a way, somewhat less bullish than the actual numbers. And uh, in the case of the financial sector, a lot of the major banks have been pretty clear that the circumstances that allowed them to deliver such eye-catching numbers are unlikely to carry on. Uh, through the end of this year into next.
0: In a in a week where it, we are now seeing an entire developed market shut down through the end of this week because of a hundred cases, uh, that being New Zealand, um, and it it does sound like maybe some of this mixed bag of news, both pro and con for uh, further rapid growth. It seems like it might be hitting money market funds and and maybe those uh those funds aren't as reliable a fear or risk signal as they have been in the past. What are you what are your thoughts?
1: Well it's it's certainly something that uh we've been keeping an eye on. Um the the us money market funds that we track in 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 both the great financial crisis and, and the pandemic uh enjoyed a huge spike in flows when people woke up to the 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 respective crises um in the it, back in the great financial crisis it was within 4 months of those flows peaking all the money that had come in had gone back out again Uh, And uh, two years out, something like $400 had, you know, more money was out of those funds than was there when the crisis struck. We've seen a rather different pattern this time around. Um, Well over a trillion dollars flowed into uh, US money market funds in the three months around the peak of the pandemic fears uh, last year, Um, but since then, roughly, I would say, just over a tenth has flowed out, Uh, and if you look at it on a year-to-date basis, they've actually had inflows. Um, So this may uh, sort of give further support to at least one theory, which is that uh, Uh, consumers, uh, and indeed businesses, are spending the federal largesse and banking their own money, keeping it uh, the powder dry for uh, rainy days ahead. Um, There are, I think, some technical factors going on. Um, Some of the outflows after the great financial crisis were triggered by one of the major money market funds – breaking the buck as they called it uh letting their net asset value uh fall below the point where you a dollar in would mean a dollar out uh and there've been some some fairly lengthy and painful for the industry reforms to sort of try and prevent that um, so uh and and of course this time around the fed is also uh, explicitly pre- uh, created a facility to support money market funds. So um, there's more support, uh, and with the fiscal stimulus, I think there's less urgency uh, to sort of put your money to work when you can put the governments uh, to work, at least in the short run. Um, uh, so, yeah, no, we're, we're defi- definitely watch, watching that. And, uh, you know, the signals are mixed, but they do seem to, raise further reasonable doubts about how the consumer rebound story may or may not play out going into next year.
0: So what are you and the team going to be looking at this week, Cam?
1: Actually, I'm going to be spending a fair amount of time looking at money market funds um, uh, you know, in light of this, uh, and also because uh, there's a fresh round of calls for further reforms, which... Uh, uh, it's likely to be very painful for some segments of that uh industry. Um and uh we'll also uh be uh digging uh, a bit more into hedge funds uh and and trying to uh tune up and and discover more of the signals that this new database that we developed and released earlier this year is capable of uh, of sending out.
0: Great. Kirsten, Cam, thanks. Have a great week. You You too. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the EPFR Exchange Podcast. For more information or to suggest a topic for a future podcast, please visit epfr.com podcast.